0: Welcome to Canada's Podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Taneguzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast. Joining me today for Calgary's Podcast is Robert Price, CEO of Bode. Thanks for joining us today, Robert. Great to be here, Mario, and great to see you. Great to see you too. And uh, let's uh, maybe start this off by explaining to people what Bode is and what you do.
1: Yeah, Boat is a uh, real estate transaction platform. So the ability to buy and sell residential properties without an agent, with all the data, tools, functionality, you need to go from the start all the way to the finish, uh, fully online and saving typically in the $15,000 range uh, per transaction. So we're about ease, convenience, simplicity, modernization, and significant equity savings for customers.
0: When did the boat start? So we launched
1: in the Alberta market about three years ago. Um, and so interesting timing. We, we, uh, of course anticipated the global pandemic happening and <laughs> no, we, uh, we started right at the beginning of the pandemic. So it was really interesting, uh, uncertainty to deal with, uh, from a company perspective. Uh, but so March, 2020, we were Alberta wide with our platform. Uh, have since expanded to British Columbia and just launched in Ontario, uh, starting with the GTA last week. So um, that's been our our short uh, experience, but it's been a lot of fun. And and we're now into, I think at the end of this month, we'll be over 700 transactions in Canada and and growing fast. So it's been a lot of fun.
0: Tell me a little bit of the motivation uh, Robert uh, behind this, uh, like uh, and the genes genesis of this uh, uh, concept and idea. How did this come about?
1: Yeah, for me, it was actually a personal experience. So it was going back to two thousand and seventeen. I was selling my previous property, wanting to buy my next one, um, and I'm going through the process of, of course, researching properties, looking at pricing,. Uh, Deciding where I want to live, all all of these things going on at the same time where I'm selling and buying, and expected to have a really on you know great online, high transparency, high convenience experience uh, and found that that just didn't exist as it does in the rest of my life, whether it's booking travel or uh, logistics or ordering groceries or uh, my banking uh buying and selling cars. You know, I live my life like many Canadians do, fully online. So I wanted that same experience, but of course it didn't exist. And I was in working at a previous company. And so I was fully immersed professionally in, in a different business. But uh what what basically ended up happening is I ended up picking up and uh calling my buddy uh who's a, a prominent agent in Calgary and saying, can you help me with this? How do i let's let's go forward with the traditional process what i found throughout the process was that i was doing a lot of the work all the intellectual work like pricing strategy negotiations um i actually found the property myself the one that i wanted to buy online uh and and my my uh agent throughout was kind of just in the way he was an administrative person in my experience even though a good friend of mine he was working hard the nature of how that works is so fragmented, it's so analog, uh, it's it's hard to identify what steps are coming next and very opaque. So I was, I was in this headspace of I'm doing all of this work and they're pushing paper and I'm writing a $50,000 check at the end. So I really saw two big problems. The experience was really broken and analog and slow and lacking transparency and then the actual uh, amount of money for that experience was crazy and so that that gap is is what i saw in my personal experience i don't know if you've bought and sold properties recently but that was that's where it came from for me and then a year later we sold our previous company and and i wanted to jump into this and actually my agent that worked with me sold his brokerage and joined me as a co-founder so that was is really exciting to uh to kind of connect that whole circle.
0: Um, uh, do you have plans for f- uh, future growth in, in, in different marks, markets across Ooh. the country? Yeah, so we're Alberta wide right
1: now, and BC wide uh, in the GTA, planning to expand through uh, through more growth throughout Ontario, through mar- where the market pulls us. Um, that's really what why we picked Toronto next. We had a lot of people saying, "We love your model, love your data." Want the ability to uh, leverage your platform, um, so come bring a, Come bring that value, especially in the Ontario market, where there's, you know, it's five percent commission, some of the highest in Canada, um, and ho- super high property values as well. You know, between one and one point two million on average. So commission savings there uh, are even higher. They'd be more like thirty to forty thousand uh, dollars, which is significant when you consider that as a proportion of your equity. Can mm. typically make up twenty to thirty percent of your equity, so um, that's that's where we are now. Excited to to be in that market. i Have seen some early traction as well in terms of interested listings, um, and then we'll we'll expand uh, throughout the rest of Canada where Canadians want us, but also have the U.S. expansion in our in our headspace and in our in our roadmap, I should say. Yeah. Um, where in the U.S., there's a lot of similar challenges as you may know, the commissions are even higher, 5 to 6% there, um, two agents involved in both, trans- in both sides of the transactions. Uh, so that's a very similar dynamic to Canada. Uh, the regulations are similarly at the state level and provincial level, um, like Canada. So a lot of similarities in the market there. And we've had a number of American investors and contacts and partners that want us to expand south of the border as well. So in the next 12 months, we'll be seriously uh looking at that opportunity.
0: So what were you doing before this?
1: <laughs> well, I was uh I was an executive at a company called Axia. So it was a fiber optic business uh basically reimagining what a connection to the cloud should be before the cloud existed. So this going back to 2000 is when this company really kicked off and we kind of took the view of if you can be You know, as a consumer, you want the choice of all of the different applications that you can leverage using a network. Uh, You don't want a vertical package. You don't want to pay $200 a month if you're a consumer at home for TV, phone, and internet. You actually just want a high performing connection that allows you to purchase all of the other ways that you can uh, consume content, entertainment. Productivity tools and the long list, and of course, this is now obvious today. But back in the two th- early 2000s, before the cloud really was understood, uh, we were quite a ways ahead of seeing that that was going to happen. And so, our business is all about building fiber to every premise, uh, government businesses, residential across North America, Europe, and Asia. So we had an international and growing business, which is a lot of fun uh, working with different governments, different cultures, and and fundamentally solving the same challenge, which is the existing telcos are not going to upgrade their network unless they're forced to because they make too much money doing it the old way through copper, which is designed for a phone call. And mm-hmm. we came in with this fiber solution that had no compromises and ultimately is becoming more the norm today uh, to connect everybody on the global grid. So that that gave me a lot of experience in a traditional industry uh, in Seeing the ability to really empower consumers, give them that choice, mm. and unlock their unlock unlock their capability to control their experience, a lot of those attributes uh, were inspiration for Bode as well.
0: Now, I might be way out to lunch, and uh, my memory as I get older fails me, but uh, <laughs> uh, wasn't your family involved in in uh, groceries in the grocery industry? Yeah.
1: Yes. So that's my dad, his brothers, and my grandparents started Sunterra. Yeah. Yeah. So that's their, I deserve no credit. I've heard a lot about it. I've uh, learned from them a lot and never been directly involved in the business, but a big part of the inspiration uh, that I get in terms of learning, learning different industries and seeing a family that built something from absolutely nothing into a really successful Uh, international business that has wholesale side. And then of course, if you're in Calgary or Edmonton and now Red Deer, you've probably experienced the retail side as well. So uh, very cool to have such an entrepreneurial family. And whether it's in my blood or through training and, and being inspired by these guys, a big part of what made me excited to be an entrepreneur.
0: What do you think you've learned uh, from your family and your father in in running a business and how to run a successful business?
1: Uh, that's a long list. Um, <laughs> I would say, you know, to me, a big part of it is is the focus on the customer. It's very easy to get to get locked into or, or biased towards making money or satisfying your shareholders or. Only focused on your employees. I have this. I have this view, and and I learned this over the years from family and and in schooling to some degree. But it's actually about creating amazing customer value and experience. If your customers are really happy, they'll continue to be great customers of yours. Of course, they'll tell other customers, but they'll also make your employees and your team really happy yeah. because they're creating uh, positivity in somebody's life, no matter. No matter what that is. And then, of course, in the in the home building or the the residential real estate space, these are real transactions. These are big life impacting deals where seventy percent of Canadians that own property have the majority of uh, their net worth tied up in their home. So it's really that focus on customer value, and then that creates an amazing employee experience as well. And those two feed off each other. And then upon that success, the financial growth will come and the shareholders will be happy. So I think that's one key thing. Another key thing is sheer work ethic, just, Mm -hmm. just never, never giving up. You know, I I saw in my own house, I saw up at 6 a.m. every night at home, you know, whatever around dinner time, 12, 13, 14 hour days, weekends. I saw, you know, going on six week. International trips, working with governments, working with other businesses around the world, um, and just an unbelievable, relentless drive for success. Mm. so i have this I have this benchmark that maybe <laughs> is an advantage to me in the sense of I've seen that level of I've got a tangible feel for what that actually is and and I knew that coming into this this company that I started mm. uh, knowing it was going to take that but also relishing the challenge and and yeah. three years and it certainly has taken that and and i you know you find as you push yourself to your limits what your limits are which is really to me a big part of growing as a person is is continuously putting yourself outside of those comfort zone outside of your comfort zone and pushing through uh, these barriers and seeing what you're truly made of so that's been that's been a lot of fun, uh, especially considering capital markets are all over the place. Yeah. Real estate markets are all over the place. Global pandemics, uncertainty, all of that happening over this three-year period. Yeah. Um, interesting. Heck of, a
0: time. Heck of a time to come in and start a business.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. So, no, I, I, I'm highly appreciative of it. And I I kind of think of it as it's a really good opportunity for me to to take that take that learning and apply it in a really positive way uh, that can impact the world in a, in a truly, you know, future forward way that helps people. And that's where my biggest passion comes from.
0: Excellent. Now uh, doing, uh, you know, obviously, you know, you have presence in BC and Ontario as well, but, but you're based here in Calgary. I'm just curious from your perspective, uh, how do you view the, Current business conditions uh, in the city, uh, you know, from from the standpoint of running and owning and operating a business, how would you describe what Calgary is like these days? It's really exciting. I'm
1: sure you're uh, you're experiencing that in your job as well. Seeing, I was actually just down in Austin representing Alberta Alberta's Fellowship with Alberta Innovates, uh, the South by Southwest conference. So there's 50 companies selected. Uh, and I was, I was expecting, you know, being in the tech community that's growing and new in Calgary, mm-hmm. that I would know most of these companies, I only knew two or three of them. Yeah. Uh, so I was able to spend five days, you know, learning with learning from all these other entrepreneurs, getting to know their businesses and seeing, seeing what the, you know, the drive that we have in Alberta, I think is, is a, a weapon of ours. I think it's a big advantage that we have. We're bold. You know we're straightforward, we're high integrity, uh, but we're also helpful to each other. So so there's this really positive community that's being built, and I think it's a critical aspect of new company success and diversification is literally the ability for people to say, "I'm going to help you however I can," and genuinely mean it, even though they're super busy and we're all very busy with everything that's going on in our professional and personal lives. That that DNA that we have. I think is a huge, when you couple that with our drive and our, our boldness uh, I think is a really powerful recipe for success for new companies. So it's, it's an awesome city to live in and work given and be part of leading uh, the evolution of our diversified strategy.
0: Mm, okay. Then now, obviously uh, you know, running a business, uh uh, you know, it's always on your mind. You know, it's it's almost a twenty four seven thing. Uh, uh, what do you do to, uh, I guess, to uh, to relax or de stress or what? What's some of your uh, interests and passions outside of uh, running this business?
1: Yeah, it's a great question because I find that it's really easy to become obsessed with it because you're so oh. passionate about it and it's consuming. And there's always the next challenge. And you have a great team, and you know you have all these things that make it really exciting. Uh, but I've never thought of of business as life. I've always thought of it as one part of my life, uh, an important part and a passion. But it's never more important than family. It's never more important than personal relationships and my own health. Um, so I really believe in a balance. And for me, I'm. I'm active. I've played sports. I'm probably more addicted to sports than to business. I've been, I played tennis at a high level. I played hockey competitively when I was younger. I love to ski. Um, being outside, to answer your question directly, I find is really liberating. I find it's, you. Mm. you kind of feel the pressure in your body come out of you when you're breathing this beautiful Canadian air that we are lucky to have. Um, and then, yeah, spending a lot of time with my fiance I'm, i love traveling, we love food, uh, we're very social, so we love hosting people for dinners but i really I really value that balance and and find that waking up early you know six a m getting a a workout in essentially every morning before work is a big mm. is a big uh, energizer for me, and both mentally and physically um so i'm i'm very much in that headspace in my own life and then from a team perspective i'm always i'm always a fan of having people take as much vacation as they actually have not not just grind to grind forever because that's where burnout happens so i want people to take their vacation and to take that time away because when they're working you know that's where the performance and intensity will show up
0: do you think that's what you know? One of the biggest mistakes that uh, entrepreneurs and business owners make is that uh, they don't uh, take that time for themselves, uh, and and they do uh, burn out. But they also, you know, are not as productive as uh, you know. You uh, you invest in some time in yourself. You uh, the, the investment comes in productivity wise, right?
1: Yeah. I think it's a great question. I, I don't think there's one answer. Um, for me, this balance really works for me. I know other entrepreneurs that uh, will do literally go two years straight and work every day and work one hundred hour weeks. yeah uh, mm-hmm. and they're and they've built successful companies. So I think it kind of comes back to what is the goal of the business? if If the goal of the business is create some value in two to three years and flip it and sell it and make some yeah. uh, make some money. You know a lot a lot of entrepreneurs think that way and that's totally all good uh not not my headspace my headspace is creating long-term sustainable value um so i'm 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 acutely aware of there's times you need to really ramp up and yeah you might work three months straight because it's required but make sure that you build in these downtimes as well so you you have some pacing there yeah. knowing that you're in it for long-term success you're not in it to make a quick buck in my in my case so i think it teaches their own but certainly to, to answer your question directly i think a lot of entrepreneurs can get can get pulled into that vortex of being totally obsessed with business and it impacts the relationships and health and you know where, whenever i can help people kind of think more critically about that i'll 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 uh and they're asking for advice i'll certainly Talk about balance, because I think that's important.
0: All right. Wonderful. Thanks very much, uh, Robert, for
1: joining us today. Great to be here, Mario. And yeah, enjoyed it a lot. Looking
0: forward to chat with you soon. All right. Thank you. That was Robert Price, CEO of Bode. I'm Mario Taneguzi, Managing Editor of Canada's Podcast. Today, Calgary's Podcast. Thanks for joining us.